Well, thanks very much for listening to this week's Tech Law 10. This is Jonathan Armstrong at Cordry over here in London. With me is Eric Sinrod over there in California. And Eric, in the words of the foremost, I think, Swedish poets, Benny and Bjorn, you've been thinking money, 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 it's a rich man's world. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, indeed, I have. Yeah, this is Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. Um, what are we going to talk about today? This is what we're going to talk about, Jonathan. As you know, technology companies collect all sorts of data on their users, and typically the terms of service located on their websites sell out for users the types of data collected and how that data will be used. Um, and as we know, the data collected from users is extremely useful for the tech companies in terms of how to market to them further, and accordingly, that data has tremendous economic value for those tech companies. But along comes Governor, California Governor Gavin Newsom, who footnote, by the way, went to the same high school as my daughters did later on. Uh, he's announced that the um, that California consumers should share in the billions of dollars that tech companies make on the personal data these tech companies collect. Uh, indeed, Governor Newsom reportedly has asked his aides to come up with a proposal for what has been referred to as the, quote, data dividend, close quote, for California residents. Still, Jonathan, it's not clear whether he envisions a tax on tech companies, sorry, tech companies, refunds to users, or some other idea. In his first State of the State speech, uh, Governor Newsom said, quote, companies that make billions of dollars collecting, curating, and monetizing our personal data have a duty to protect it, close quote. And he went on to state that, sorry for all the quotes here, quote, California consumers should be able to share in the wealth that it is created from, that is created from their data, close quote. So James Steyer, the founder and CEO of Common Sense Media, which is an organization that contributed to the passage of California's recent digital privacy law, reportedly has said that his organization plans to come up with proposed legislation soon that would flesh out Governor Newsom's recent proposal relating to consumers financially benefiting from the collection of their personal data. Um, and there have been reports that somehow there would be a return of up to 25 percent to consumers regarding the collection of their data. Now, a spokesperson for Governor Newsom is reported to have said that the governor is open to constructive input from experts and lawmakers from around the country. So he's opening up the dialogue. Uh, undoubtedly, we will be hearing more about this uh, in the coming weeks and months. And I'm thinking on the one hand, there likely will be arguments that data collected by tech company tech companies is properly owned by them under their terms of service. Uh, they put a lot of effort into, you know, assembling and gathering this data and they're potentially offering small amounts of money to users um, could, well, that, that could entice them to give up their privacy for very little in return. Um, on the other hand, we probably will see arguments that data is personal to users as it relates to them specifically and accordingly they should be entitled to at least a portion of the economic value related to that data. Hopefully I spelled out the, the two hands on the one hand and the other hand 
uh, satisfactorily. So, so Jonathan, I think I mangled the first one a little bit. So Jonathan, nevertheless, I think you know where I'm going. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? I do. I've I've a I've a thousand and one thoughts. I think. Uh, I, I guess full disclosure first. Uh, it is a matter of public record that I produced a discussion paper on behalf of some clients to the European Commission on just this topic. I will spare you the 27 pages or whatever it was. And um, and and equally, I've also over many years acted for a number of companies that have tried to develop what you've called a digital dividend-type scheme on an opt-in basis, not a mandatory basis, by allowing people to auction off their data or to sell their data or to sell the opportunity to use that data to market at them. So, disclosure done uh, in the interest of fairness. I think that the uh, there the are two bits of this, aren't there? The first is, are uh, people entitled to expect people, other companies who are using their data to protect it? And I think in this world, we've agreed that that's more or less a given, that organizations who uh, possess people's data have to take adequate measures to protect it. And obviously, they have to do that in part because of GDPR. So if you have a database in the U.S. with with just one EU citizen on it, then I think most people are taking the view that GDPR will apply. And because we know that the potential fines are so huge, they're 4% for the breach, further 2% if you fail to report it, uh, and that's a percent of turnover, or 30 million euros if your turnover's less, then because of those fines, then I think that people are taking their security obligations uh, much more seriously. We know that there are, as we sit here, something like 45,000 data breach notifications under GDPR. So we know that, that people are getting that message. We know that they're taking the law seriously. And we know that they are reporting incidents when they fail. It's not 100% reporting. But the security bit, I think, is a given. I think the other bit is much more controversial. And some people would argue that we already derive a digital dividend of some sort. You know, we've talked about this before, uh, Eric, but we're both old enough, although we don't look it from our website uh, pictures, I admit, um, we're yeah, both right. old enough to remember, remember when you had to pay for things like AOL, and you might be paying £10 a month or $10 a month, effectively only to access your emails. And if somebody said to you these days, are you going to pay me $120 a year to read your personal emails, you'd look at them as if they were an utter lunatic, and obviously, that isn't because uh, Gmail or um, or Yahoo Mail or pick your other uh, favorite provider ha is being run by Mother Teresa as a charitable organization. It's because they are able to offer free email services because advertisers are paying for access to data. And... And, you know, if you remember, a, 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 you know, an AOL dial-up account, for example, gave you limited access to news 
and access to your email and you paid whatever you paid, $10, $15, $20 a month for that. And you can get a much richer um, array of information on the internet for free now. And clearly, that is paid for by advertising. You know, if you look at great websites like the BBC, even the BBC is a sort of not-for-profit type organization funded by license payers, by regular citizens in the UK for the benefit of the world, and in part by the British government. Even that, um, now that it takes some advertising to support some bits of the site, it discloses that throughout. And, and, and in some respects, I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing. But the other difficulty, I think, is that in part, market forces are at play here. There, um, I can remember um, doing some work for a company run by a guy called Jim Hodgkins, in, in, in many respects a visionary back in, uh, I guess, the early 2000s, who was looking at some of these opportunities to have people form a community and then together sell their data or sell the opportunity to market at them. And I think it's fair to say that, that they were probably ideas ahead of their time. I know that there are other, um, you know, long-standing technologists, people like Gilbert Hill, working on solutions like that currently and in bringing things to market that may run similar ideas for the 2019s rather than the 2001s. And it might well be that because technology is better and, and more ubiquitous, that they'll have a better success than some of the earlier iterations. But having said that, I think there's a difference between having people opt into a scheme where they can accrue a digital dividend. There's a difference between that and government, either at a state or national level, intervening and forcing people into a scheme where they, you know, market their data for money, and 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 it's, I I just wonder if it's not an exemplar of, you know, something that we saw also at the Zuckerberg hearings, where the mm -hmm. difficulty that you sometimes get is politicians who don't understand technology trying to devise solutions to regulate technology. And just as, you know, I don't know, people who don't understand how to make a, a, a letterbox or not to lecture people on how to do it, then I wonder if we've got the same here with people who are not digital natives trying to think of ways to police the Internet, which might not work in practice. So apologies for the long-winded answer. It was extempore because we never know about <laughs> these topics in advance but uh, yeah. I hope there was at least some nugget you could find in all that I do I found several nuggets and I'm sure the listeners do too and uh, you know Governor Newsom is actually a, a relatively young politician I mean he's not right. he's certainly not old my guess is he probably understands technology to a decent extent I mean it is hard to know whether you know this is really a, a serious proposal or just something to get out there to say, look, you know, I'm interested in being on your side, online consumers. And the fact of the matter is that tech companies are very important 
to the California economy. So I doubt very much our governor would want to do anything drastic to harm them. So, you know, this might just be something out there to suggest some comfort to online consumers and get a dialogue going and to show that he's a thought leader. Because again, I think it was his aide who said they're looking for input for people, not only within the state, but also nationwide. I think it's no secret that Governor Newsom probably has greater political aspirations beyond being governor. So again, this might be something like a, a feather in his cap along the way uh, to maybe national prominence uh, in his political career career to say that he is interested in these issues. Um, so we'll see what happens. But it was an interesting idea, you know, my guess. And again, there wasn't any real meat on the bone in terms of any real concrete suggestion as to how, you know, some of this revenue would be sent back to consumers from tech companies based on money made by the tech companies uh, with respect to you know, using the online data for marketing and other reasons. Um, and my guess is the tech companies would be relatively resistant, and they would say that this is really all based on the fruit of their labors um, and to the great benefit of online consumers, as I think in some part you pointed out too. So, Yeah, and um, I think if his, aim, if his aim was to, high, uh, you know, at least raise it as a topic for debate and get people yes. talking about it, then that's certainly to be applauded. And if his aim yes. was to have people look at some of the voluntary uh, apps that are out there to allow people to mm-hmm. market their data and collate it and auction it, then that right. would be welcomed as well. It would be good to have greater awareness of and put power in the hands of consumers. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of the recent suggestion here in the U.S. of what's called the Green New Deal in terms of how to deal with climate change and global global warming, which is a very serious issue. But again, there's not a whole lot of meat on the bones, but some of the suggestions around the Green New Deal are so broad and so all-encompassing in terms of you know, health care for everybody, jobs for everybody, uh, you know, basically every ornament on the Christmas tree possible. But it's getting the dialogue going and it's raising awareness of that issue. Uh, so that's maybe a parallel uh, situation. Okay, we're, we're past the 10. <laughs> I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. Uh, you can reach me at ejsinrod at DwayneMorris.com. Continue sending us ideas for further podcasts. And um, I'll turn it back over to Jonathan to wrap it up. Yeah, thanks very much. Feel free to exploit our data by sending this to your friends if you've enjoyed listening to it. Feel free to engage on LinkedIn or your social media of choice uh, uh, if you want to debate these issues. It's uh, been good talking to you all again. I'm Jonathan Armstrong, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com, and we'll speak to you again in a week or so. Cheers.